Hey everybody, welcome to the Thematic Podcast. We're so glad that you're with us. I'm Craig. I'm Daniel. And what we're doing is we're taking people's questions and just off the cuff, trying to have a conversation, a thematic conversation around how we might answer or approach that question. And what we mean by thematic mm-hmm. is maybe there's not exactly a verse for it, but what do we know from the breadth of scripture and, mm-hmm. and God's heart that can inform our decision-making that we face in the world today? And today, this it's is, a toughie. This is a doozy, bro. Yeah, we just got to see it. Yeah, so this is the question. This came through um, our email, actually, the thematic podcast at gmail.com. If you have a question, you can send one in. Actually, I think this one came through the website. Either way. Uh, I like this one because there's a scripture cited. Yeah, yeah. And so, that happens a lot in a thematic lifestyle. It's like there'll be a scripture that says one thing, but if you take a holistic approach, you might discover that you don't follow that prescription in this certain case. And I think that's what we have here. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to figure it out. So this is the question, statement and question. Yeah, let me read it. Yeah. I'm saved, but my wife isn't. According to Mark 9, 42 through 48, we are supposed to cut off whatever is keeping us from living righteously. I constantly pray for her salvation. Does this mean that I should divorce her? Yeah, that's intense. So I'll read Mark 9, what he (laughs) quoted here, and we'll uh, talk about how it's relevant. And yeah, so this is what it says. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands and go to hell. <laughs> to, the unquench- <laughs> to the unquenchable fire. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life lame than with two feet and be thrown into hell. If your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye uh, than with two eyes and be thrown into hell, where where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Is that it? 48, yep. For every... Yes, that's it. That's the passage. Okay, so... Jesus has some intense words to mm-hmm. say, for sure. Yeah, and and they're direct. And so what I like about this question is this is obviously a person who's read their Bible, sought answers in the Word, and they're like, I, I'm wondering if my circumstance, if this is the prescription, because my spouse is causing me to stumble, and this verse, Jesus says, get rid of anything. Hmm. So what do you do with that? Okay. And then uh, we should probably read. The, the, but yeah, we should we should read that verse. But before we do, whenever you have a verse like this, my recommendation and what I do for myself is I zoom. I would zoom out of Mark nine forty two through forty eight to see if I can discover the context a little bit more. Like like is Jesus meaning like anything like including a marriage? Like what about a kid? Like what about your child? Like if if they're causing you anger and anger is a sin. Like, do I cut them off? Like, I think you need to zoom out and find the context about what this is regarding. Uh, We can do that later if we want. We both, I think, know what this means from just 
you know, living with it for a while. But, but that's what I would do if you're reading this and going, oh, you zoom out and get the context. Who is he talking to? When is he talking about it? And in what regard prompted him? Yeah. I like that. Let's talk about that. Maybe I'll just read one more passage mm-hmm. um, about divorce specifically, because that's the final question here is, does this mean Corinthians I divorce her? Yeah. So uh, Paul's writing to the church in Corinth here, which is a church that's super messed up, <laughs> super spirit filled and super messed yeah. up. They're and really struggling with sin, especially like especially sexual, sexual sin. sin. Yeah. There was a temple on the mountainside next to the city where they would do all kinds of sexual things to worship false gods, etc. Um, and so the conversations of marriage are a big part of this in commitment and relationships. So mm-hmm. he says this, um, if, if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she can consents to live with him, he should not divorce him. If any wife has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. Yeah, and in other translations, it says must not. Must not. Must not. Like it's a double, it's a double imperative, I think, in the original Greek. It's mm-hmm. like you don't, do not do this. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually read this a few episodes ago where it goes on to say, you just never know how your presence in their life might lead to their salvation. So, mm-hmm. um, and whether or not they do get saved Mm -hmm. is not the term upon which you decide you are to stay in your covenant commitment come on because you're in it yeah now you're preaching before god yeah and now you've got two verses that he is this question asker um has offered up and said i think this might be about my situation and you just read a different scripture that is directed at husbands and wives who are in uh, um uh my wife isn't saved. I'm saved. Wife isn't. So, so in one context, the verse is literally written directly to new Testament believers with one unsaved spouse and one safe spouse. That's great context. That should be an indicator. It's like, Oh, this is written to me in my circumstance. And I'm a new Testament believer. Corinthians were Gentiles, not Jewish people. I mean, we're checking a lot of the boxes here, right? So that's how you would discern between two verses. Oh, this is written to me. Right. Right. Fair There's enough. There's a lot of questions that we face in life that don't have a verse that explicitly speak yeah. to that. And that's where thematic comes in. Yeah. In this case, it, it is exactly speaking <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah. There is a prescription in the Bible for this this issue. Yeah. So I to me, answering this simple question at the end of this this comment here is actually I mean, to just to answer it bluntly is no. Do not you divorce stay married. Her. Yeah. Correct. But that is the answer. Let's dive in more to this subject of what he's talking about after yeah. that simple answer. So, what? Yeah, what do? What does Jesus mean by cutting these things off? E- even aside from this situation, if it's your cell phone or the internet that's causing you to sin, or okay, let's take that as an example. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Somebody's looking at things <laughs> via the internet. Oh yeah. That they're looking with their eye. At a device. <laughs> Great setup. I love it. That they shouldn't be looking at. Yeah. Based on the verse, is Jesus saying, cut the eye out, but keep the device? Or is he saying, get rid of the device and keep the eye? 
Was he being yeah. facetious? Was yeah. he being well, serious? Well, he didn't have screens in his day, but they had temples and prostitutes and things you'd walk by on the side of the road. And should you turn your head or close your eyes or pluck it out? What mm-hmm. Jesus is clearly saying, I think, it, it's clear to me, is that you take the necessary steps to get sin out of your life. <laughs> yeah. Bodily harm or self-harm would be the, you know. Like last resort, yeah. but... And, and I'm saying do it if you need to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think um, you get like Joseph, right? Who's, who's getting tempted by Potiphar's wife. Don't kill her. Jump out the window. You know, he leaves his cloak and he jumps out the window, a, a way of escape, as uh-huh. the Bible says. Uh-huh. So do whatever you need to do to get sin out of your life is what I think we can derive from what Jesus is saying. And again, Jesus is talking. Who's he talking to? Right. He's talking to. Um, these are pre-crucifixion people living under the law in, is he in Jerusalem in this? I don't know where he's at exactly. Most likely Jewish folks. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about a culture that really took the letter of the law seriously so much to a point where often they would miss the spirit of the law. Jesus talks about like you tie that of your spice rack, you count your mint and your dill and your your cumin. You should, but you neglect the weightier issues of the law, you know, mercy and justice. You should have done the former things without neglecting the latter. He never lets us off the hook. Like you should tithe and you should be serious about it, but there are weightier issues of the law. So what I think he's saying here is, Getting sin out of your life is a very important issue, and you should take any step necessary to do it. One of the steps you shouldn't take is divorcing your wife, according to Paul, which is why it comes up. One of the reasons it comes up is because you're not dumb to ask the question. And in fact, I think the question answer is sincerely trying to take their sin life balance seriously. They want to follow God sincerely. And for this person... Part of following God is to remain faithful to their wife and to live like Christ in a relationship where it's difficult because Christ is Christ in every relationship and he never breaks his covenant, no matter how awful we are. Mm -hmm. I wish that I wish that we could talk to this person because to me, I don't quite know what this guy's thinking in terms of the the scripture that he brings like up? is yeah is he i wonder if he's thinking that she keeps keeps leading him to sin himself or is he literally saying me just being with her because she's not a believer is not good and i should just get, get rid of her you know what i mean like is yeah. she actually leading him to sin and i don't know where he's at but i guess what i was going to say is you're in a relationship that God has clearly called you to stay in Mm because there's a verse explicitly for it. That being said, if you're filled with the spirit of God, there is a way for you to live righteously in the midst of the circumstance you're in. Yeah. Come on. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So the spirit inside Mm -hmm. of you is not weaker than any temptation from the world, the devil, your own flesh, or your wife. Come on. Greater so, is he that is in you. Um, I want to encourage you that you can live righteously. And um, and also what's interesting about the passage is something on the exterior 
is the cause or the source of the sin, but Jesus, his prescription is cut off something in your body. Yeah, that is interesting. Now, I, I don't think you can, you got to be careful with that, but like he's looking at his wife and saying, I should cut her off. Ooh, but Jesus wow. might be looking at the wife and say, well, what in you needs to be cut off? Mm. Now, I, I struggle with that thought, but maybe we could talk about it a little bit because like in the case of say, looking at something on the internet you shouldn't be looking at, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't counsel somebody just immediately cut out your eye. I would say, get rid of your smartphone, your computer, like take, like you said, take whatever step to yeah. stop looking at that. Um, take whatever step you need to do. And by the way, there are typically more steps that people can take than yeah. they're willing to acknowledge that they could take. Like I tell young men all the time, hey dude, they still do sell flip phones. Yeah. Like it sucks and it'd be embarrassing maybe. Yeah. But if you really want to get rid of that sin, you can. At least yeah. your, at least your access to it. Absolutely. And removing access to sin doesn't mean you're healed, but at least it provides the context within which you can begin to heal. Yeah. You know, like take the alcohol out of an alcoholic's house. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're not an alcoholic per se, yeah. but it means that they're now in a situation where they can begin to to heal. Absolutely. So, um, I don't know, you know, where to go with all that. I'm just, those are my thoughts. Like, yeah, that's how you process. Is it on the wife or is it on him? Is it on the the thing or the substance or the device? Or is it cut out your eye, cut off your foot, cut out your hand? Yeah, I, I, I think it's on him. I mean, just bluntly, I think that, um, the entire system is set up to draw you into sin. It's the believer's responsibility and the Holy Spirit's empowerment for you to live free from sin. And the Bible says you can. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's the responsibility of your unbelieving wife to help you be holy. Right. (laughs) I think you need to be holy. Or to keep you from being unrighteous. Yeah. 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 And, and that is the example of Christ. (laughs) Like that's who you want to be like. So bluntly, I think it's on you. And I think you need to get a great group of dudes around you that can help you. And I think you should be raw and honest with a very, very select small group of people so you can process this. And I think your goal and the thing you keep saying is like, I am going to stay in this marriage to honor the Lord. I'm going to be a great husband. I'm going to be a great son of God. I'm going to show my kids when I get them or if I have them, what a man of God looks like. Mm -hmm. And I am not going to lose this fight. Yeah. And what's cool is, uh, at least from what I've experienced, I don't know statistics, but it seems to me that in a marriage, more often, if a if a man is fully surrendered to Jesus, that's going to win over the wife. Yeah. Whereas it doesn't seem like as often when the wife is following God that the husband comes around. Yeah. And so... Now, I don't know. That's sort of... It's anecdotal. Anecdotal. But I, mean, I, I would say I've seen the same but it's, thing. Yeah, it seems like it's that. It's like guys don't like being told what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, you know. And so I would say to you, friend, instead of <laughs> asking questions like, should I divorce my wife? You should begin asking questions like, how can I lay down my life like Christ laid down his life for the church? Serve her in yeah. a way that she cannot deny the love of God coming through me the sacrifice, the humility, the servant heart, and mm-hmm. s- continue to pray for her and, and make it your goal that 
at the very least, she cannot deny that she's experienced God through you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, she and, should be able to say, like, I have lived with a God-fearing, God-serving man my whole life. And these are the fruits in his life. He was an incredible husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that should be her testimony. Right. You know? Like, you, I think you said this a few episodes ago, like, you know, the fruits of the Spirit against such things, there is no law. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> like nobody can deny, okay, well, how's your husband? Well, I disagree with everything he believes about God. Okay, but how does he treat? Oh, my gosh. Well, he serves me. <laughs> yeah. He loves me. He yeah. sacrifices he's kind for to me. me. He's, he's humble. Kind, he's, he's humble. Gentle. <laughs> like, and somebody's uh, going to be like, well, uh, so what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> like, those yeah. are all the wanna things switch? that you want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so. Yeah. And, and I mean, really never want to put people on blast. This person's anonymous. We don't know who they are. Yeah. Um, my question is another thing I think you might want to ask yourself is what in Mark 9, 42 through 48 made you think this is probably what I need to do? Like as you read your word, my question is like, because sometimes what we do is we're so going in hard for answers that we have confirmation bias in the Bible. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of the things that lead us astray, because there's a lot of tragedies done in Jesus's name through misrepresentation of scripture. And my belief is those come from confirmation bias. Like, mm. I don't like this group of people or this type of person or this way of being. And I found the verse and I'm going to go hard in on it. And I just think... Um, that's just not the, I mean, that's why I love theomatic lifestyle. It's like, like there is a verse for this. It is in the right time covenant period. It is written to the right group of people, assuming he's a Gentile. I mean like this, there is a prescription so mm -hmm. you can follow this. But if this were like a head covering verse, let's pretend the Bible's, Bible said something, you know, really crazy, like, you know, you know, uh, put your wife in a tower for the rest of her life. I'd be like, uh, <laughs> is that what it really means? Like I would keep looking mm. because if you read your Bible, you know, God hates divorce. Right. You know that. Right. Like he literally says, because your hearts were heart hardened, I allowed Moses to give you certificates of divorce. Right. Like the condition was you were really hard. And that's, you know, so if you, if you read more than Mark 942 at any point in your life, you would know that like divorce is not God's first option ever. Right. So how would he come to that conclusion? So yeah, I would yeah, say, yeah. I would just question how you're reading the word. That's so, all. so let's put aside this guy's per specific situation. Not to put him on blast. No one knows who this person is. Yeah. Just saying. So let's, let's just say that Mark nine in this passage, because you said, okay, if the Bible says, put your wife in a tower and leave her there, I got to keep looking. Yeah. Because your assumption is, that's not literally what it means. My assumption is that doesn't feel like the God that I know. Okay, based on everything else that you yes, know, which correct. is what thematic is. That's the entire okay. point of it. Cool. Mm -hmm. then, then I agree with you. But because like when it comes to this passage, I've talked to many people about this type of passage, about many different types of sins. Yeah. Things that are similarly leading you to not living righteously. Yeah. And I personally, maybe you do, I don't know one person who has ever plucked out their eye, cut off their hand, or cut off their foot. No, I, of course. Yeah, right, I of I course. But, I and, have known someone who has committed themselves to like being locked up because they were so attracted to minor people. They locked themselves up. Really? Yeah. I do know someone okay. that has done that. And that was pretty awesome in my opinion. Yeah. Like I cannot control myself around kids. 
I need help. And they submitted themselves to a very intense lockdown type of program. Good. And in a way to me, that's, I actually, when I was meeting with them, with our senior pastor at another, um, when I was stationed somewhere else, uh, this verse came up, not by me. I was quietly like the wisdom of this the senior pastor was like, I commend you because you're doing this. Yeah. And I was like, Heck yeah, dude. This guy's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. That he would do that. Take you know, whatever steps To protect necessary. others from his proclivities. I thought that was really powerful. Yeah, that's... That takes a lot of humility. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just was, I just was going to say, to push back a tiny bit, is it's so easy for us to, to sometimes say of the harder words of Jesus, well, that's not what he meant. No, I agree. And it's yeah. like, I think in this case... <clears throat> He actually does mean it if he needs to mean it. Yeah. In the sense of, so agreeing with what you said, take whatever steps necessary. And if at the end of the day, nothing is working, he literally would rather have you enter into the kingdom without a hand. Mm -hmm. But chances are, there are some other steps prior to cutting off your own hand that can probably take care of your issue if you just implement something godly. Yeah, but exactly. I, so you see what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. not to just write it off like, well, obviously yeah. he didn't mean that. It's like, if there's nothing else that's working, maybe he does mean it. You know what I mean? Well, so pushing back on your pushback. Okay. Um, I've cut out my eye. Should I just kill myself? <laughs> I, I mean, Craig, I can't but he stop does, saying But he doesn't sinning. say that. But okay. there's nowhere that says that. So, so you can't so say, the, oh, well, he says that, but that's not what he means. So, okay, he doesn't say on. that. Okay, so I've plucked out both of my eyes. I can't see anyone, but I still have thoughts, lustful thoughts. I guess there's there's nothing else you can do then. You just keep sinning. See, that's why I would push back. I'm like, okay. I think it's, I think, and I can prove that Jesus does use expressions he does use expressions in his teachings that are meant to be understood, not a hundred percent as literal. So yeah, we talked about and one I, a few episodes ago. You, unless you hate your father and mother, correct, right? And and we, I think we would take that as a. Uh, I would read this similarly to you know where Paul uses a curse word, where Jesus says "raka," which would have been like the F word back then. He is being shocking to make a point. I believe that this falls in. I personally, so we would disagree a tiny bit. I would never tell someone to pluck out their eye or harm themselves. Not because I'm like a weak, don't blow. I'm, what I would say is like, Jesus means do whatever it takes. Hmm. And there is like, like I would say, move to Antarctica where all the women are wearing parkas. If that, <laughs> like, you know, do that before, you know, anything yeah. else. So that's what I would say, because to me, logically, and, and I believe you bring your brain when you read the Bible, like yeah. you, you, you use your mind. If you plug out both your eyes, that doesn't actually stop sin. And you know that. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was saying earlier is yeah. just because if you're an alcoholic, you take all the alcohol out of your house. It doesn't mean you're healed. Yeah. So or just because you don't have a device to look at porn on it, doesn't mean you're... It's why you know. thematic is so important. You got to know his heart to get his word sometimes. And this, we've hit one. Um, he wants you to stay married. Right. Even if you didn't have that verse from Paul, you could read the rest of his stuff, his words in Matthew and those kind of things and go to Exodus and see like how... Go to Genesis and see how he lovingly crafts a marriage. Mm -hmm. And you could get that his heart is not that. Yeah. Well, my opinion. I like it. Okay. Well, there you go. So, 
We got about a minute and a half left. Final thoughts? I Yeah, I just would say... Thank you for sending this. This yeah. took guts to send. Don't want to put any... Like, our hearts are not to put anyone on blast, like, personally. Right. But we care so much about what the Bible says. We're going to tell the truth. No, yeah. Fair? Yeah. And I think that's why this season we decided not to include names or even handles because yeah. we want to be able to just speak to the question, not yeah. the, the person not the per person, se, yeah. And let people hear... Um, so yeah, my final thoughts would just be, like I said earlier, be, be such an example of Jesus, um, and his covenant commitment to us that, that your spouse can't deny it and, yeah. and continue to pray that through your example and through the Holy spirit and the word of God, that they will come to salvation. Yeah. My final thoughts are, you got this, you can do it. God foreknew this would be your choice and it was your choice to get married, but he foreknew it. He will empower you when you, in your mind, when you commit to living godly and doing it his way, it doesn't mean it will be easy, but you will be empowered to live right. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us yeah, today, everybody. Thanks. You can find more at the thematic podcast.com and find Daniel and I on all the socials. And uh, thanks for sending in your questions. If yeah, you haven't keep yet, them coming. Please awesome. uh, send a question in on our website or on TikTok or Instagram. And would you leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it at? We'd really appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Peace.